So last couple of weeks, talking about God's plan, he started out desiring to make man in his image. Not too long after that, he because he, he did. He made Adam and Eve in his image, and he got done on the sixth day, and he rested on the seventh. So not too long after that, they decided to do something he asked them not to do. Uh, eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They decided not to trust him, but to trust somebody else and make their own decisions about life and where they're going to go and what they're going to do. And the, <clears throat> so a sin problem entered man's experience. And uh, as a result of that, man got to experience what it was like to be on his own, all of the human race. And we talked about how <clears throat> that led up to the uh, flood. Um, because the problem with that is, we talked about it, I think the second or third week, is that man is actually a de- human beings. We are dependent beings. We are dependent upon God. Uh, we will never mature out of our dependence on God anymore. Like I showed you the big light bulb can mature out of his dependence upon electricity to shine. So we we need God. We were created to need him. Um, that's why Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing you were created to do, which was to bear the image of God. Well, this week, <clears throat> we're going to talk about another step in God's plan and, and process of leading us to faith in him and trust in him. It, it, as we talk about it, it may seem a little odd, he actually gave us something he knew would be impossible for us to do. Okay, he said, "Yeah, hey, I got something I want you to do," and he knew it was going to be impossible for us. And that was to keep the law. Uh, he introduced the law into man's uh, experience. And this happened, uh, you know, in the wilderness. The children of Israel, <clears throat> excuse me, had just left Egypt. <coughs> And um, God gives them the law. Now, this is 700 years or so after Abraham uh, that God promised he'd make him a great nation and bless all the nations of the earth through him. Uh, And the Bible says, you know, the the law didn't change the original promise because you can't add conditions to a contract later on. It just is what it is. So the covenant with Abraham remained the same. But the law was given for several purposes, and we're going to look at that uh, today. And you say, well, why would God give us something he knew we couldn't keep? Because we needed to know that the very bare minimum standard of how to live a good life is not something humanity was able to actually live up to. Uh, you know, the very first commandment, commandment is, you shall have no other gods before me, right? That's number one of the Ten Commandments, right? (laughs) Well, while Moses was on the mountain and God was actually writing those words on the stone with his finger, right? He scratched those out on the very first tablets with his own finger. The children of Israel down at the foot of the mountain building a golden calf. (laughs) So while he's saying, you shall have no other gods before me, they're building another god. you know. And they had just said, before Moses went up the mountain to get the Ten Commandments, they said, look, whatever God tells us to do, we'll do it. We will be totally faithful to Him. Where's that gold 
Where's those silversmiths? Let's make us a golden calf. You know, and so literally for the children of Israel, from the day that covenant was made, the old covenant, not the oldest, but the old one we know is the Ten Commandments and the Law of Moses. From the day it was, they began to write it out. Israel committed spiritual adultery against God for the next 1,400 plus years. That's how long until God said, okay, we're kind of done with that chapter, and he closed it out, 400 years of silence, and then Jesus came. Okay, but they never, as a nation, now there were individuals who had faith. We read about them. King David. He made some mistakes, but he had faith in God, and God made him great promises about how through him uh, the Messiah would also be of his lineage, and his kingdom would never end. But he would have one of his heirs would sit on the throne forever, and that's Jesus. Okay, so there were bright spots in the nation of Israel, people who had faith in God. Uh, we can read about them if you read the Old Testament and you read the stories about people's lives and the people who had faith and the people who didn't and the good kings and the bad kings. And there were way more bad kings than there were good kings and all that kind of stuff. All right, so I'm wondering, you know, over the years, why would God give us something that he actually knew at the outset that we would not be able to keep? Uh, you know, even coming across the wilderness right after they'd gotten the Ten Commandments and all the rest of the laws were being written down, he said, this is a people who always err in their hearts. They always sin. They always go astray. Man, they're stubborn. <laughs> um, let's see if I can get this to advance. Here we go. So the purpose of the law in context of God's purpose, if God's purpose is for us to be like him, and the only way we can be like him is by faith. What we need to find out, one thing that would be good for us to find out, is that other methods don't work. I can be all God wants me to be in my own strength, my own power, my own wisdom, my own reasoning. I can follow you know, the advice of smart people in the world and that kind of stuff, and I'll get there. Well, actually, you can't get there that way. Um, Let's look at some ideas now about the law. The law came into the world so that transgression would increase, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Now that's an odd verse to me. <laughs> if, you, if you think about, well, in the law given to make us be good? Well, Romans 5.20 says it came so transgressions would increase. There's two ways to look at that word increase. Either more of them, or they would become worse. Or they would become more, more evident to us. Could be a way of looking at it. I think they're all true. You know the old adage, you know, wet paint don't touch? I wasn't even thinking about touching it until I saw the sign to tell me not to do it. Now I want to touch it, right? Uh, we just There's something in the flesh, the um, human nature apart from God wants to break the law. It just wants to do something that it's not supposed to do. Now, after a person is saved, they, they retain this thing called the flesh, which is a memory of the old nature, but it still gets all wound up in, I'll do that if I want to. You know, a little pride, a little this pops up in there. Another verse about the purpose of the law, Galatians 3, 319. 
says, Why then the law? For it was added because of transgressions, having been ordained through angels and the agency of the mediator until the seed, talking about Jesus, he's the seed, would come to whom the promise of, uh, to whom the promise had been made. See, God made Eve a promise that uh, her son would crush the serpent's head. Then later he made Abraham a promise that to your seed, through your seed, and it tells us in the scripture, it's, a, it's the word seed is singular. Now we use seed in English. You can have one seed or you can say, well, that's a bag of seed. We don't usually say a bag of seeds, right? Well, in the, in the Hebrew and in the Greek, it's actually a singular word referring to one person. He said, okay, this one person is going to come that I've made you a promise to you about. And he's going to deliver people from their sin. He's going to fulfill all righteousness. There's many things about those promises concerning Christ. All right, so the law came because there was sin and we needed to see it. Um, I think a couple of years ago I was doing a teaching in here about, um, you know, if this room was really dark and you had mud on your shirt, but nobody could see it. Nobody can see it. It doesn't mean you're not dirty. It just means you, nobody can see it. But we turn these bright lights on, and suddenly, hey, you know, you got mud on your shirt. Well, that's all the law did. It exposed sin for what it really is. It can. It in the many passages it talks about it makes sin utterly sinful. Look at this in Galatians. Um, Chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. Now I say, as long as the heir is a child, he does not differ from a slave, although he is the owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by the father. So also we, were, while we were children, were held under bondage to the elemental things of the world. Now this is in a part of, the, of Galatians where Paul is talking about the law. That it was there to kind of hold us in check. It didn't it, wasn't, it didn't work perfectly because people kept sinning, kept killing each other and whatever else sins they could dream up, right? <clears throat> so it was there to provide some restraint. <clears throat> you know, the laws in our land today, not only are they there to provide for what will happen to you if you break the law? They say, you know, you serve so many years in jail or pay this fine or whatever. But they were there, hopefully, to provide some deterrent. Um, <laughs> you know, you break a traffic law and you get a ticket for running a stop sign, speeding, whatever. Not having your seatbelt on, talking on a cell phone while you're driving down the road, whatever, texting and driving. Um and you get a ticket for that. The next time you're tempted to do that, you think, I don't think I'll do that this time. There might be somebody watching. It provides some deterrent. And so the law had, had some good purposes. It exposes sin. Um, it helps us see that we need a Savior. Because I can't be good enough. Okay, Paul talks about that in Philippians 3 when he says, whatever was gained to me, I counted as loss because of, of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And he talks about have, gaining the righteousness on the basis of faith in that chapter. All right, so it was given to, like a babysitter. 
And it was also their, their um, civil code in Israel. You know, the law had things like, well, what if you accidentally kill your neighbor's donkey somehow? Well, you have to give him four donkeys. That's what the law said. I don't know why. You couldn't just replace a donkey. You had to give him four. Um, you're supposed to restore things fourfold if you took something or whatever from someone. The, saw, the law also reveals, excuse me, I didn't put that Galatians passage up there, that we, uh, <clears throat> that because of sin, we, we have a need for a Savior. In 1 John 3, 4, it says, everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness, for sin is lawlessness. It's just living however I feel like. Now, there's, there's greater laws than the 613 written down laws in the Mosaic uh, law. What are those greater laws? What is the greatest commandment? Right, that's the first and the second. Love God with everything you got and love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. Okay, that's not part of the original Mosaic law but it was the summing up of all the laws together. It just means you love God and you love others. You know, Jesus said, I'm going to give you one commandment. Love others the way I love you. And so, when I break a law, I'm actually not loving someone. I'm disloving them. <laughs> I'm doing the opposite of that. You know, I'm not being careful and kind. Or if I steal something from somebody or lie to somebody, you know, drive recklessly on the road, uh, whatever, you know, then that'd be just the Mosaic law. Uh, and so, better than having laws that I'm afraid of breaking because I might get punished, better to have a heart that just does what's good for me and others. Not out of fear of punishment, but out of love. And that's what he's been leading us to since the beginning. Because being made in God's image, uh, interestingly enough, means that you become a loving person because God is love. And if you're going to be like God, you're going to love others the way he loved you. That's why Jesus gave us that one commandment that we love others the same way he did. And how do you do that? Well, he gave his life for them. He laid down his life for someone else. Okay, so the law also reveals this part about him, it revealing sin. Romans 7, 12 to 13 says, so then the law is holy and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. There's nothing wrong with the law. Therefore, did that which is good become a cause of death for me? It may never be. Rather, it was sin in order that it might be shown to be sin by affecting my death through that which is good so that through the commandment, sin might become utterly sinful. What the commandment does is reveal sin for what it is. It shows it to be destructive in any way, shape, or form. Um, now, if the law says... Like the Mosaic law says, okay, at the mouth of two or three witnesses, if you did this thing, you have to die. And they would stone someone to death or whatever. You say, well, the law caused that. Well, no, sin caused it. The law just meted out the punishment. Okay, and the people that were responsible to do that. But God has always wanted us to be living something totally different than by rules. Um, every nation on earth has laws. And a lot of them sound kind of alike. A lot of them sound like these, the ones that God gave Moses. Uh, you'll have people argue sometimes about, well, you know, I'm not sure who came first, Moses or the other guys, you know, because some of the same laws that he wrote down, other cultures wrote down. 
But the point is, laws were never the reason for righteousness before God. They were never the cause of our acceptability before a righteous God. It was always faith. It was always trust me. Um, okay, so what the law could not do. Let's look at that. Galatians 2.16, Nevertheless, knowing that man is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, even we, Paul talking about himself as a Jew, uh, have believed in Christ Jesus so that we, we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, since by works of the law shall no flesh be justified. All right, so if you kept all the Mosaic laws, as Paul said he did, and others said, now I've kept all the laws. Remember the rich young ruler? He said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, well, you know the laws. He said, well, I've kept all of those. Now what? He said, well, give out, go sell all you have, give it to the poor and come follow me. And he goes, oh. And he walked away. Why? Because that meant he couldn't trust his own self-righteousness. He had to trust God. Um, and that was an interesting moment. Because the law, if you kept it perfectly, wouldn't make you righteous before God. It never has for anyone. And there's really no fear that we, we anybody will stand before God and say, I kept them all perfectly. He has a pretty good record of how things have gone over the years. Well, what about this incident over here, that time when you, well, all but that one. <laughs> and then there's a whole list of other ones where, oh, we didn't keep it perfect. You know, so that's why it says at the judgment, you're either in the book, your name's in the book, which is the, the book of life, where your name is in the books, where they had the ledger of all your life and all the things you did and didn't do. I want to have my name in the book, not the books. Okay, what the law cannot do, another verse here real quick. Uh, but now that you have come to know God, or rather be known by God, how is it you turn back again to the weak, worthless, elemental things to which you desire to be enslaved all over again? And the Galatians are going back to keeping the law rather than Walking with God in this He knows me, I know Him relationship. Because the more I know Him, the more I trust Him. He says, that other stuff is weak, worthless, elemental, and enslaving. It'll just enslave you. Uh, it won't actually help you live. Okay, well, I need to let you guys go. Remember, next week we'll be back in the uh, over in the manufacturing training room one. Just for that one week. And we'll be back here the week after that.